partnership between News Source One Michiana and Roaring Light Radio. Welcome to Roaring Light, your daily dose of Michiana community news and independent Christian artist music to get you going through the day. Roaring Light hosts are myself, Olivia Keith Hughes, Sylvia Stark, Rachel Kleckner, Pastor Joel Irvin, and Ron Barash. The Public News Service Daily Newscast for October the 3rd, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Three in four minimum wage workers are age 20 and older and could get a pay boost. That if voters approve Initiative 433 on the November ballot. Ballots for the November election are headed to mailboxes across the state, and Nebraska voters will get to decide if the state's minimum wage should gradually rise about $1.50 per year until it reaches $15 an hour by 2026. Kate Wolf with Raise the Wage Nebraska, the group behind Initiative Measure 433, says when working families are earning a sustainable wage, they have more money to spend. More money in people's pockets is more money that is spent in Main Street businesses, and that helps drive our local economies. It's a win-win-win for everyone. President Franklin D. Roosevelt once said that no business that depends on paying less than a living wage has any right to be in business. But opponents of raising the wage floor have long since worked to shift the debate. They argue small businesses operating on thin profit margins would pass costs along to consumers. Others claim that minimum wage workers are teenagers who are getting valuable work experience and don't have to pay rent. This is Eric Galatis reporting. And students bolstered by recent student debt forgiveness say their next challenge is canceling the debt carried by colleges and universities, which also affects them. The UMass system currently holds some $3 billion in debt, and at Mass State Colleges, it's more than $1 billion. It's estimated that students pay more than $2,500 in annual fees just to help cover their school's debt. Cassidy O'Connor is a senior studying political science at Salem State University. She thinks student fees could be better spent on her school's most pressing needs. There's a lot of facilities on campus that need to be updated. We have some residence halls that are really run down, more student services, more full-time faculty, tenured faculty. A new report from the Massachusetts Teachers Association shows the increase in student fees to pay for capital debts has increased student loan debt by roughly 25%. O'Connor says that means students have to work more and study less, which therefore diminishes their overall campus experience. I'm Catherine Carley reporting. Now from the Washington Post, Florida residents grappling with widespread destruction and flooding after Hurricane Ian, one of the most powerful storms to ever hit the U.S. amid ongoing search efforts, has risen to at least 48. The Post reports across the southwest and central region of the state about 800,000 homes and businesses remain without power Sunday. In North Carolina, more than 16,000 customers are still without power. This is PNS. On the last day to sign bills this session, Governor Gavin Newsom approved a slew of measures to improve college graduation rates, particularly for students from low-income communities. One proposal, Assembly Bill 1705, requires community colleges to place more students in transfer-level courses. Joshua Hagan with the Campaign for College Opportunity says previously students had to take high-stakes entry exams that diverted too many people, especially students of color, into years of remedial courses that don't count toward a degree. 
whatever classes students took in high school, whatever GPA they had, the best way that we can support them is starting them in something that will earn them college credit, making sure they get supports rather than starting in a remedial class, taking one, two, three semesters before they even get to that starting line. I'm Suzanne Potter. Another bill would require Cal State and community colleges to grant priority registration to students who are raising kids. Governor Newsom also signed a bill into law Friday to require Caltrans to integrate wildlife corridors into its plans as roads are built around the state. Marie Galloway is with the Wildlands Network in Sacramento. Especially mountain lions in Southern California, their inability to move is causing genetic abnormalities and potential local extinctions. But also in Eastern California, we have mule deer corridors, um, which are being severed by some of the major highways through there. Wildlife crossings allow animals to search a little bit further afield for their mates. Research says that supports genetic diversity. And finally, Edwin J. Vieira tells us the U.S. is seeing a national push from the federal government and car companies to pivot toward electric vehicles, and Connecticut is riding that trend. The Inflation Reduction Act includes incentives for buyers of electric vehicles, and elected officials are taking this call to action in stride. Connecticut passed its own Clean Air Act, which requires all state vehicles to be electric by 2030. It also offers incentives for anyone to buy zero-emission vehicles. State Senator William Haskell, who worked on the bill, feels it was born of the necessity to rid Connecticut of harmful carbon emissions. My state saw 21 days of unhealthy levels of ozone in 2021. That was the highest in New England. And five out of our eight counties got F grades from the American Lung Association. The American Lung Association weighs in because worse air pollution can create aggravated serious lung conditions, including asthma and emphysema. Numerous rebates will be available for EV purchases to help make it easier for families and small business owners to do so. Connecticut will also give rebates of up to $500 for electric bikes. This is Mike Clifford, and thank you for starting a week with Public News Service, member and listener-supported, heard on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform. Find your trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org. This is Olivia with your Would You Rather question. Would you rather live in a house infested with fleas or a house infested with mice? Answer this one on our Facebook group.
This is Olivia with your would you rather question. Would you rather live in a house infested with fleas or a house infested with mice? Answer this one on our Facebook group. Looking for a very warm and friendly church to attend? Come to Elkhart Bethel UMC at Michigan and Simonton Streets. Sunday hymns worship is at 9 a.m. followed by Cookie Fellowship and Sunday School. Looking for something fun to do? Maybe you can sign up to get your education as well. You can head over to the Excel Center in Elkhart, where they will be having a trunk or treat. And they will be having free candy for the kids and a lot of information from community partners for everyone. They will also have food and drinks on hand at no cost. You can dress up and come see what we and others in Elkhart have to offer. And they want to remind you, it's never too late to excel. And this will take place on October 27th from 4.30 to 6.30. And they are located at 2626 Perry Street. And they are directly across from Kroger's on Highway. Come out and enjoy some free food, free candy, and some community resources. Here is a way that you can volunteer within your community. Faith Mission is looking for painters. They will be having a huge paint party on Saturday, October 8th, starting at 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. All the supplies will be provided as well as lunch. Their goal is to get all six remaining tiny houses painted in one day. They know it's a big goal, but we also know our community can do it. So grab a few friends, a small group, or come alone and make some new friends. We hope to gather enough volunteers to have two per wall. One person will be rolling and the other will be doing some trimming. The first coat should be on by 1130 <clears throat> with the lunch break and the second coat following after lunch. If you have any questions, you can contact Christine at 574-293-3406, Ascension 150 if you have any questions.
Oh 
At the end of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus gives the well-known Great Commission, telling his disciples to make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all he's commanded. But the Great Commission is bookended by two important realities. Matthew 28:18, Jesus declares, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And the final words Jesus says before ascending to heaven are this, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 20. Welcome again to Happy and Whole in Him. I'm Joel of Heart City Church. Let's spend five minutes with Jesus. Being that we're in one of the most bitter election cycles I can remember, I thought it would be good to talk about anxiety. Do you know anyone who is anxious about the upcoming election? I remember this summer meeting up with a family member for breakfast. We exchanged greetings and we ordered our food. And this loved one began to talk nonstop about all the problems in our nation and how this election was the one for the soul of our nation. At that point, I had completely finished my breakfast and they had barely even touched theirs. This loved one was so anxious that this hour we had to see each other was pretty much gone. And all that had happened in that time was they had grown more anxious over politics and our nation and I had become increasingly anxious about this heavy burden they were carrying. My friend, if you're anxious as election day draws near, I've got good news for you. Donald Trump does not have all authority in heaven and on earth. Joe Biden will not have all authority in heaven and on earth. As election day draws near, remind yourself who is in control. Jesus Christ. In fact, Jesus is the one who puts our rulers in place, which is a comfort no matter who wins. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't vote or that we should bury our heads in the sand over serious issues, but how much is too much for you to take in? How many laps are you swimming in the sea of negativity? What I'm saying is that you need balance in your life, especially now that all the mudslinging is full on. Our brains have wonderful spam filters, but there is a limit to what they can filter out. And too much negative information can be harmful to you body and soul, and to others. Listen to Paul's words to the anxious Philippians in chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Paul reminds us what Jesus said. The Lord is near. Jesus is with us right now, even if 2020 is the end of the age. So we need to spend at least as much time on our knees talking to Jesus as we do taking in or talking about the news. And listen to what Paul says next. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. We are to limit our intake of falsehood, what is twisted, what is wrong, what is defiled, what is ugly, and to be despised, in order to think more on all that is excellent and praiseworthy. 
It's pretty simple too. At our dinner table, we play different games that both kids and adults love. One of them's called, What I Like About You, where you pick a person at the table and compliment the ways that God has gifted them. Another is called Highs and Lows, where we talk about both our high and our low points of the day. Then there's a Three Blessings game where we look back to find three different ways God has blessed us and we give thanks. Do you know that just five minutes a day of thinking positive thoughts can rewire your brain? And what a blessing you can then become to the soul sitting right in front of you. And lastly, you'll begin to find peace in this day of shifting sand because the God of peace will be with you. Paul says that twice so you don't miss it. So remember who your God is for you today. Let us pray. Gracious God and Father, we thank you for all the blessings you've given us, the greatest being that we're now ruled by a king who will never leave us or forsake us. Forgive us for too often living as though people are big and you are small. And grant us eyes to see what you're doing today, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, give us eyes to see it, that we might think about such things. Amen. Nurses are on the forefront of patient outcomes, and experts say a workforce that better reflects the population it serves can help reduce health care disparities. In Indiana, the percentages of nursing school graduates who are black or Hispanic are lower than in the general population. Associate Provost at Chamberlain University, Dr. Kenya Beard, has studied the issue of improving diversity in the nursing profession. Diversity among health professionals is associated with improved access to care, and the two overarching issues is access and quality. So greater patient choice and satisfaction when we have a diverse workforce is better patient-clinician communication. Beard notes diversity is multidimensional. It includes race, ethnicity, socioeconomic factors, and gender. For instance, only 12% of people in the nursing profession are men. Beard says improving diversity starts with a more inclusive learning environment that when students see themselves represented among the faculty, they realize they can achieve a nursing degree as well. Beard explains unconscious attitudes among medical professionals can affect patient outcomes. She cites a nurse that, because of her own life experience, might assume incorrectly that a patient has the resources to drive to a pharmacy and purchase a medication when they leave a hospital. When you bring people into a learning environment that have different experiences, not just based on race, but based on social economic factors as well, these different experiences create a rich, robust dialogue that helps everyone understand how these social determinants of health impact patient outcomes. Beard adds, with culturally responsive teaching, nursing educators strengthen students' ability to recognize and respond in an inclusive way to diverse perspectives. When these students graduate, they are better positioned to have a conversation with patients and their colleagues in a way that really reflects cultural humility and a greater degree of understanding the difficulties of navigating healthcare and achieving your best level of health. Chamberlain University, which has an Indianapolis campus, has what's called a social determinants of learning model. Beard says it addresses disparities by focusing on barriers to student success including economic housing and transportation insecurity, and psychosocial health. For Indiana News Service, I'm Mary Sherman. Find Ray Trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. The man chasing Roger Maris's American League home run record says, always trust the man above and what he's got in store for us. This is truth itself. 
New York Yankee slugger Aaron Judge recently spoke with Daily Citizen, where he revealed one of his favorite Bible verses is 2 Corinthians 5-7, which is, For we walk by faith, not by sight. The verse is actually his banner photo for his Twitter profile. He also explained he tries to live his life by it, adding, We never know what's around the corner, but if we have faith in Him, He will lead us in the right direction. Not only is Judge trying to live his life by the verse and put his trust in God, but he also recognizes that all of his accomplishments come from God. Back in 2014, he wrote on Twitter, God gave you the talent, so always give Him the glory. Never forget that God gave you this opportunity. To that end, he also knows to put God first. In responding to a tweet from Athletes for Him that stated, God is greater than your problem, God's timing is greater than your timing, and God's plan is greater than your plan. Judge replied, so true. In that same vein, he recognizes that not everything will go your way and that there will be hardships in life. But he noted in July of 2013, God gives his hardest battles to his strongest soldiers. Judge has hit 60 home runs this season. The American League home run record is held by Maris at 61. Judge has eight more games to tie and break Maris's record before the season ends. Truth Itself is brought to you by trainapastor.com, where Timothy Kroll is training untrained pastors around the world who can't afford training. We're over two-thirds of the way toward our goal of training 3,000 untrained pastors using Dr. Kroll's 50 years of experience in Bible and theology training. It's a goal that God has called us to. Join us at trainapastor.com. You can see these stories and more on our website, truthitself.com. Truth Itself, news that impacts your faith, family, and country. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. The Greek government is again seeking to strike an agreement with the UK that would see the return of the Elgin Marbles, an extraordinary frieze removed from the Parthenon by Lord Elgin in the year 1801. They were transported to London, where they're on display in the British Museum. The Greek Prime Minister Konstantin Mitsotakis told the Sunday Times newspaper that he plans to urge the new British Prime Minister Liz Truss to solve the ongoing irritant in bilateral relations. He also said that King Charles III privately supports the idea of shipping the marbles back to Greece. Dan Hicks is a professor of contemporary archaeology at Oxford University. You know, actually, opinion on these issues has really shifted here in the UK. There was a YouGov poll last year that showed that 59 percent of those asked thought they ought to be returned only 18 percent thought they should be sort of held on to and that's really different to say where we were 20 years ago not only is it about a moral case for return it's also about the fact we want to visit our museums where we are in a real way able to celebrate world culture without having to hold on to things that we nicked last year former british prime minister boris johnson ruled out a request to send the marbles back to greece insisting that lord elgin had legally acquired them after receiving a permit from Ottoman forces who, at the time, were occupying Athens. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks.
for Karina, our mom who finished her high school diploma at age 28. Hi mom, it's Amadith and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You worked so hard and have taught us so much. We, we love, love you. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
Even though the storms may surround me now And darkness is around I'm not afraid Cause you are near You hold me now in your loving arms And you never let me go You never leave me alone Cause you are near And I, I will say I will not be afraid And I, I will say I will not be afraid The shelter for the weak I'll turn to you alone Cause you are near To you, O Lord, I will lift my soul My hope, my everything I trust in you, my God Cause you are Quitting becoming common in workplaces. This is BreakingNewsEnglish.com. A new culture of work has been quietly spreading around offices, factories, and workplaces worldwide. Workers are increasingly embracing the concept of quiet quitting. This emerging phenomenon entails workers slowly abandoning doing things that are not part of their contract. The website Entrepreneur.com defines quiet quitting as follows. Quiet quitting is the process of coming to work to achieve the minimum requirements of your role in the time that you're there, then leaving. No offers of overtime, 
No stepping outside your designated obligations. No going the extra mile. It's the silent withdrawal of extra labor to mitigate what are perceived as unreasonable pressures. Quiet quitting has increased in popularity since the coronavirus pandemic. People are reassessing their attitudes towards work. They have decided to achieve a more fulfilling work-life balance and focus on avoiding job burnout. Workers are jet workers are jettisoning unpaid duties they once voluntarily carried out in their workplaces. They do the bare minimum and leave at five on the dot. Some employers are responding with what is being termed as quiet firing. This is when bosses try to get employees to leave. They do this by not raising salaries, disregarding employees' ideas, and omitting them from meetings. A LinkedIn poll found that 48% of employees in a survey have seen quiet firing in the workplace. This is Noreen Lam reporting from Spain. Looking for something fun to do in October? Here is something fun that you can do. You can head over to the Elkhart Environmental Center for their pumpkin hunt, which kicks off today, October 1st, running through October 31st. And this will be a self-guided trail activity. You can enjoy walking on trails and spending time in nature while searching for pumpkins hidden across our site. If you find one, you simply return it to the office during business hours to receive a Halloween prize. And they are asking that it be limited to one pumpkin per family. Take care. Today's devotional, we're going to look at new beginnings. It is October 1st. It is new beginning, a new month for us to shine, for us to think about what is ahead in the future so dwelling on the past. There was a lot of events that happened this year that a lot of us will stay struck on and we won't forget them. But we also reminded that through the mess of the struggles, God is there amongst us. He knows our every word and deed. He knows what we're going through. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Sometimes we need to take a step back and realize God is in control. And one day we're going to enter that promised land that he is waiting for us. So think about everything you can do during the month of October. 31 days of blessings. Maybe it's 31 days. <coughs> Excuse me. Of saying something nice to 31 people. Sometimes we just need to chill and enjoy fall. And get out and enjoy the beautiful weather. Some of the fall events. We still have Hispanic Heritage Month that's going on. That's a good way for you to get involved and make a new friend. Maybe you want to learn Spanish. And that is a way to start a new beginning. We also have Breast Cancer Awareness Month <clears throat> going on this month as well. Maybe you take a chance and have a zone and get that mammogram that you need if you're a woman. They recommend that most people get the mammogram to age 40. If you know somebody that is struggling with breast cancer, maybe you take them one gift or treat them out to a time of the life or anyone who's struggling with cancer. We know cancer is an ugly word for everybody. 
but we have fighters who overcome this. Excuse me again. They overcome this milestone, and we sadly say that there are some who lose their fight, but they are fighters. Continue to be a blessing to others around you. Get to know your neighbors. Get to know their stories. Celebrate with all nationalities this month as we look at ways to show a brand new beginning. Take care and have a wonderful day. When you